Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You guys had actually a very uh, admirable relationship as people who've been a big part of each other's lives. You, I mean, there's the, the texting was pretty... You kept in touch a lot. Like you would send pictures of Finn to her. Like it was, it was a, 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 a you know, a, a laudable effort at keeping, uh, you know, a decent relationship with someone who was a big part of your life. These are the plaintiffs, Gianna Riccardelli and Nicholas Waddington. Gianna says she and the defendant were together for four years, and they adopted a cat named Finn. When they split up, the defendant took care of Finn for a while, and when she asked for him back, the defendant refused. And here they are. They're suing for $4,151.73, the amount they're owed for the cat and hotel expenses. This is the defendant, Casey Renaud. She says they split up and the plaintiff left Finn with her with no discussion about ever picking him up. She gave her no money to care for Finn. She paid all of his expenses for almost two years. Bottom line, this woman abandoned her cat. She's not giving him back and she owes this woman Zippo. She's accused of catnabbing. All parties. Please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is our presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Riccardelli and Mr. Waddington, you are suing Ms. Renaud for $4,151.73 in expenses as well as the cost of a cat that she refuses to return to you. Tell me what happened. Uh, let's start with you, Ms. Riccardelli. Um, so Casey and I used to date um, during the time that we dated. We lived together. We adopted a few cats together, one of them being Finn. Um, since How many cats did you adopt together? Um, we ended up having, I believe, five cats when we broke up. So, And how long were you guys together? together? About four years. Okay. Um, so we adopted Finn in 2018, um, and he always seemed to have, like, a closer bond with me than with her. He would, like, snuggle with me all the time. People would joke that, like, Finn is Gia's cat, you know? Um, so when we broke up, 
um, I asked Casey if I could take Finn with me when I moved to California, and she said yes. Um, so I did end up flying to California with Finn. Um, I stayed with my mom uh, in her travel trailer that she bought for me to live in as like a place for me to go. Um, and we had been kind of talking back and forth, and it was a little confusing, like whether or not we might get back together. So I had wanted to come back to Florida. I thought I'd made a mistake in going to California. So I went with Finn back to Florida and that's when Casey informed me that we would not be getting back together. Um, so I decided to go back to California again, but because I was living with my mom, uh, she said that I couldn't bring Finn back with me because she's not a big fan of animals. Um, so Casey and I made a verbal agreement that she would take care of Finn for me until I was able to come back and get him when I had pet friendly housing. Um, so it took me a little while to do that, you know, with this COVID. Agree, when you came back and you thought maybe you guys would be working things out, that was when, what month and year? That was June of 2020. Okay. And so that doesn't work out. And then that, since that time, Finn has been with her, correct? Yes. All right. So now, so you leave Finn with her and the understanding is that when you get your, a place that's where you can have Finn, you will take Finn back. You expect yes. that it's going to be soon though. And then a year and a half passes, right? Yes. So during that year and a half, there are numerous times where you two discuss Finn. Now, sometimes Ms. Renaud, you would be asking if she could contribute some money either for litter or, or food or something, correct? Correct. You always kind of felt bad about doing it, but you would do it and she would send the money, right? That's correct. So, uh, Ms. Renaud, wasn't it your understanding that you were caretaking for Finn and that you would return Finn to her um, when she was ready, no matter when that was? For a while. Um, I didn't expect it to be uh, almost two years. Um, and she didn't give me an estimate, and I know that she didn't know uh, how long it would be, but um, for a while, and I don't know exactly when, uh, how often we were communicating. Um, it was I do, because I've read two years, almost two years <laughs> worth of text, so I do know. But so the, a couple of months would pass, and either she or you would mention about the fact that she would be picking up Finn at some point, and each of you would acknowledge it. One time, you just ask her, listen, are you going to be, are you still thinking of Finn as your cat? And are you still going to pay? Yes, absolutely. Why? Do you need anything? Yeah, I need money for this or that. And then she'd send it. So in the middle of the summer in 2021, she says to you, listen, I think in January I will be able to take Finn. And you say, okay. So in, right? That happened. Right. So yes. from the middle of 2021 until the end of 2021, there is no confusion at all. Even if you could say that there's confusion before that, there's certainly no confusion then. And then she texts you in December and she tells you, I'm going to go visit my family. Because where do you live in California now, Gianna? No, actually, we just moved to Pennsylvania. Oh, geez. All right. So you and Miss, what is Mr. Waddington's relationship with you? Uh, he's my current partner. Okay. Um, so... Um, so now the two of you decide that you're going to go to Georgia to see, I guess, your family. Mm -hmm. yes. And, uh, so you tell her that, listen, I'm going to be in Georgia so I can take, where in Georgia? Savannah. And how far is Savannah from Jacksonville? About an hour and a half, two hours. Yep. Okay. Drive. So, um, so you tell her I can come down and get Finn. And what do you say, Ms. Renaud? 
at first, I think I did uh, mention that I wasn't entirely comfortable with it. Um, but oh, I know really? She was very persistent. Oh, then let me refresh your recollection about what you said. <laughs> Hold on a second. And you guys had a, actually a very uh, admirable relationship as uh, people who've been a big part of each other's lives. You, I mean, there's the the texting was pretty. You kept in touch um, a lot. Like you would send pictures of Finn to her. Like it was it was a, 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 a you know a, a laudable effort at keeping. Uh, you know, a decent relationship with someone who is a big part of your life. In October, you do say, I'm sure he'll miss his pals, but I think he'll be okay. I'll send you updates on him for sure. How's he been doing today? And then, oh, really well, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so that's October. Then we get to December 20th. Hey, I think I may be coming to Jacksonville a little after New Year's to pick up Finn, if that would work for you. Do you know if he's caught up on his shots? Also, what litter and food does he like? You say, I've been taking them each to get their shots when I have the money, but Finn hasn't gone. He's eating the green puree. You give her the answers. At no point on December 25th or 20th are you saying, I'm not giving you this cat back. December 25th, hey, Merry Christmas. Nick and I just booked our trip down to Savannah to see my family for a few days, and we're planning on heading down to Jacksonville on one one to pick up Finn. Does that work for you? You don't answer. Two days later, hey, does one one work for us to come get Finn? Are you able to get him into the vet before then? You say, I'm not 100% positive if I'll have time to take him in by then. But I can try. The holidays have been super busy, blah, blah. You don't say you're not getting the cat. She tells you, okay, I booked an appointment for him at 11 a.m. with Forever Vet, so we're all set. You say to her, did my mom text you yesterday? Because now you are having cold feet. Right, Ms. Renaud? Right. And you had your mother text her? I didn't have my mother text her. Um, I didn't ask anyone or tell anyone to reach out to Gianna. Um, of course, I was filling my mom in, uh, and I had been talking to her about how I was nervous about how Finn would do, because I know when he was in California with her, she would send me videos of him uh, kind of crying, and like he just seemed very lonely um, and not very happy. I don't know if it was just because he was in the RV, but I was really worried about him and thinking that he might not be happy, so I was filling my mother in, and she's very uh, confrontational. She didn't tell me that she had reached out until after um, and I didn't know exactly what she said, but she essentially told me that she reached out to Gianna. Um, so I was confirming that with her. Yeah, she reached out to Gianna and kind of gave her a guilt trip about this whole thing. And Gianna, you didn't even respond to her mom. How come? Honestly, I didn't know what to say, and I didn't feel the need to respond to, respond to her. Oh, she was kind of loving. I read the text. She was like, I'll always love you. You know, you're, you're a great person. I mean... And she kind of yeah, got mad that you didn't respond, that. too. Said, boy, yeah. I, I at least thought you'd respect me enough to respond. Yeah, I just, it felt weird. I just didn't want to respond So to you say, did my mom text you? Yeah, she did. Oh, okay. Just promise you'll give him lots of love, okay? I'm going to miss him a lot. I promise with my whole heart. I know this is going to be tough for you, but I swear he's going to be in great hands. We're so excited to have him. And then December 30th. What side of town do you live on? And you say, off the south side of Bay Meadows. Then you say to her, I do want to let you know that I've had symptoms of COVID, because I guess you're stalling, bringing the I'm not confrontational uh, <laughs> phrase to uh, its zenith. All right? I do want you to know I've had to, oh, keep me posted on that. We can mask up. December 30th, are you awake? Yeah, what's up? And this is when you finally say something, Ms. Renaud. 
I'm really struggling with you taking Finn away from his family. It's been making me sick worrying about it. He loves Olivia. Who's Olivia? A cat? Uh, she's uh, my other cat. They have okay. a, a She loves Olivia, and if we separate them, it's going to traumatize them both. And the other cat, how come you didn't think about all this before? Like, in other words, when she can't take the cat, the appropriate thing to say to her is, you've got a month or two to figure it out. After that, I think it's going to be too late. Why don't you do that instead of spending a year and a half telling her you'll give her the cat back? In hindsight, I 100% should have done that. Um, I think I was... Oh, my God. To add insult to injury, is that Finn on the bed behind you? It is. Ah, jeez. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I think I was trying to do my best to stick to my word and let her have him, but in the end, it was just bothering me so much. Uh, I was just worried that he Right, but see, you be well within your rights. If you tell somebody you can have him when you're ready, and then when you're ready isn't a reasonable amount of time, what you do is you don't keep leading the person on and telling them, yeah, no problem, when you, in June, uh, January, you know, like, you've got to give them some notice that they can no longer count on you watching the cat, because it sounds awful that she left the cat for a year and a half, right? But she left the cat for the year and a half with you, who was providing a loving home and saying that you'd give her back to them. So if you're telling someone there's no rush, then she feels there's no rush, you know, justifiably, because that's what you let her on to believe. Uh, this goes on and on, and then somebody else steps in. Who steps in? The person uh, that you're in a relationship with steps in and says, she's too nice, you better not come here, I'll call the cops or something. Whatever, right? Um, so you don't pick up the cat. Now, you have a lawsuit for several things. One of the things you have a lawsuit for is five nights at a hotel. Five nights at a hotel where? Our plan was to stop in Charlotte on the way down and then stay a couple nights in Savannah to visit family, and then on the way back up, stay in Charlotte again, that was, those are the hotels, uh, I believe. It was right, but weren't nights. you doing that anyway because you were coming to see your, your family? Actually, no. We kind of planned the trip because uh, it coincided timing-wise with us moving to our apartment, and we thought it would be nice to see my family. Like, they invited us to come, but we wouldn't have gone if we weren't already going down to get Finn around that time anyway, so that's the reason we took the trip. We wouldn't have gone if we weren't already planning on getting Finn. December 20th, her text says, hey, I think I may be coming to Jacksonville a little after New Year's to pick up Finn, if that would work for you. And you say yes. Did you submit any of the uh, receipts for the hotels? Uh, yes, today we did. And does it total $912.98? That looks right. $100.42 for the first night in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, $287.86 for when we went back to Charlotte on the way back up, 
um, four sixteen thirty seven was our three nights in Savannah. What do you want to see happen here, Gianna? Um, I want my cat back. I want Finn. Um, I was under the impression that I could come and get him whenever I was ready. I felt like I did my due diligence in telling Casey well in advance when I was planning on coming to get him. And she had always been cooperative until less than 36 hours before we, we were supposed to go get him. Um, so I really just want my cat. I, yeah. And I would like reimbursement for the trip, but really I just want my cat. And Mr. Waddington, is there anything you want to add? Uh, I agree. Uh, I would be satisfied with Finn being returned rightfully. Um, right now, the amount we spent on the trip down wasn't insignificant. And to spend that much and then be told that if we show up, the cops will be called, uh, we had to turn right back around. And well, so you, never now, set, you never set out to Jacksonville, though, right? No, not, not Right, Savannah. right. You had to turn right back around and go back to, I guess, at Cal was it California at that time? Or you were already in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Right. 1,600 miles. Right. And Ms. Renaud, what is it that you think should happen here? Um, I think being reimbursed would be fair. Um, I don't think that it would be what's best for Finn to be rehomed, however. He has a very close bond with me now. I mean, we are very close now. Uh, we literally sleep together every night, like snuggled up. Um, and he is always with Olivia. Um, they always cuddle, they snuggle all the time. Um, and I just, I don't think that it would be good for him to uh, kind of separate him from the the only family that he's known, I mean, forever since we adopted him, but, you know, me for the last a year and a half. All right. Um, I'm not going to rehome Finn. Uh, I don't feel good about it. I do, however, believe that you violated the agreement. Um, in a case like this, a judge has to make a decision, and I happen to have the authority to rehome a pet. Um because you guys agree to this when you come to the people's court. In this situation, I'm not gonna do it, but I do find that you took her cat. So she's asking for $3,000 for a cat. You have to understand that in the eyes of the law, pets are property. So the question is truly, what is the cat worth? Not what is the cat worth to you or to Casey. What is the cat worth on the open market? How old is Finn? He's five. Right. When he was cute and little, he was purchased for 20 bucks. You understand what I'm saying? That there's not a lot of value in the cat. I have, however, thought long and hard about the hotels. Do you have any proof of the gas? Um, yes. Uh, we have bank statements, which I believe we submitted. Because the hotels weren't what you said. The hotels uh, total $804.65. And so now I want to hear about the gas. $161.08. What bank statements should I be looking at to verify that? Um, there should be one that says uh, Nick bank statement. Um, should be two pages. Here's what's going to happen, folks. I'm not rehoming the cat. I do find um, that the purpose of her trip was to pick up the cat. Uh, it, it, that doesn't mean she can't visit her parents on the way down. When she brings it up in the summer, Ms. Renaud, she specifically says to you, I'm going to pick up the cat in January. 
Then she says, we booked our tickets to pick up Finn. I'm gonna stop in Georgia and visit my parents. Of course she should. She's driving down, she's going right by Savannah. Of course she should. I don't believe that that trip would have happened if it weren't for her intending to pick up Finn. So I am gonna order you to recompense them for their expenses. I find their expenses to be $804.65 for the hotels, plus $130.41 for gas, and that totals $935.06. But um, the cat now becomes the issue and what value I put on the cat. And again, I have to remind you that the value I put is the value that the cat could get if you were to sell the cat on the open market, a five-year-old okay. cat. I'm ordering the hotels, I'm ordering the gas, and I'm ordering, I'm setting a completely arbitrary value on the cat of $100, which is basically ridiculous and I'm go but I'm angry at how this shook out and that ends up being a total judgment in favor of the plaintiffs in the amount of $1,035.06 that's my verdict well the judge has made her decision in this case the plaintiffs recover $1,035 not the 4,000 that they were seeking and the cat Finn stays with the defendant Casey Let's talk to Gianna and uh, Nicholas, the plaintiffs. What do you think about this outcome, folks? Um, I'm glad that we will be getting compensated for the trip that we took down to get him, but I'm really disappointed that I don't get to have my cat back. You know, it's really tough. The judge made the decision not to rehouse the cat. Finn is going to stay with Casey. I mean, she looked very happy. She's obviously well taken care of, and there's no question Casey really loves her. So at least you have the satisfaction to know she's being very well taken care of. Would that be right? Um, actually, I forgot to bring up something. Um, I'm concerned that he hasn't been to see the vet in uh, two years. All right. Well, you're going to have to live with the judge's decision in this case. Let's talk to Casey. Casey, how about it? How do you feel about the outcome? Uh, I'm happy that uh, Finn gets to stay with his family. Um, if it makes Gianna feel any better. Um, he has recently gone to the vet. He is fully vaccinated. Well, listen, you get to keep Finn. And as you mentioned, he has been to the vet. He is vaccinated so that the, the plaintiffs can feel comfortable about that. All right. Well, congratulations. Take good care of Finn. He looks like he's happy in his place. Thank okay. You, <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Always a tough case when it comes to uh, deciding on who gets to keep a pet. No question about it. Harvey, what do you think about this? So, Doug, look, the cat was not returned because this isn't, the element here is simply humanity. Sometimes judges can look at situations and say, I'm going to do not just what the law says, but I'm going to do what's just, what's right, and what is not going to cause anguish. And this would have caused anguish when the cat is with somebody else for two years. That cat believes that it belongs to the person who's been caring for it for two years, and that person who cares for it obviously got attached. So humanity rules. If I'm driving on a two-lane street with parking allowed on both sides, and I'm going very slowly, and someone flings their car door open just as I'm passing their space, whose fault is it if I tore their door off? This is a pretty common accident. Yep. It happens all the time when people are parallel parking, usually on a busy street, but it doesn't have to be a busy street. And when you parallel park next to somebody, you're going to get pretty close to their car as you're driving by. And I think it's incumbent on the person inside the car to look carefully before they open their door 
on a busy street. So yeah, if the street, they have that, a duty of care to not open it. Where, I think it's the car door opener as well. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I have to watch out for flying car doors. I think right. that I, I'm in the lane. I'm driving where I'm allowed to be, and someone all of a sudden throws a projectile in front of me. Right. Then it's not my fault that I hit it. Yeah. This is the plaintiff, Linda Quason. She says she lived in an apartment owned by the defendant for five years. And one day, the woman told her she needed to get out because she needed the apartment back. She complied and moved out, but the snake is keeping her security for no good reason. Now she's entitled to double the damages. That's right, the defendant should never have messed with her. She's suing for $950 and is confident the judge will side with her today. This is the defendant, Jennifer Coy. She says the plaintiff changed the master lock on the front door of her unit, effectively locking her out of the place she owns. There's a cost associated with correcting that problem. The plaintiff's assertion that she's due double damages is incorrect. And the woman simply owed nothing. She's accused of taking too much money. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that she rented an apartment from the defendant for five years. And one day, the landlord just turned around and told her to get out. But the defendant says the woman changed the locks without giving her a key, effectively locking her out of the place she owns. And that's a no-no. It's the case of Goldilocks, as in, I want some gold for the locks. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Quayson, you are suing your former landlord, Ms. Coy and TTK Real Estate Incorporated for double your deposit that you believe has been wrongfully withheld. Tell me what happened here. Okay, um, I got a letter from Ms. Coy, which she is the Ohio real estate attorney. Okay. Are you an attorney, Ms. Coy? Um, the company is owned by my husband and okay. my father-in-law, so I, I just write the letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For them. That's fine. Go ahead, Ms. Quayson. Okay, I moved in on August the 8th, first month of 2015, and I paid $475, okay? And then her reply was, even though the walls and the carpet were severely soiled, we understand that some of this damage may be attributable to wear and tear. All right, this is the letter you're talking about? Yes. Even though the walls and carpet were severely soiled, we understand some of this may be attributable to wear and tear, but upon moving out, the main hallway walls were damaged and items were left. The hallway walls were patched and painted and left behind items were disposed of, and the cost to do so was $120. The apartment door locks were changed by the tenant. Did you change the apartment door locks? No, I did not. In fact... I have receipts where I lived there long enough to have changed the locks because I was trying to keep my uh, tenants out of my apartment. Your what? I never, your, what do you mean your tenants? The people that lived with me. Your neighbors. In the apartment, neighbors okay. out of my apartment. And I, I never got compensated for none of that. And the last time I uh, actually did Why, that. Wait, hold on. What do you mean compensated for none of what? I don't know what you're saying for trying to fix his lock well, on I'm the sorry, door. was the lock broken? I don't know what you're saying. It had been broken and it had been patched and it never was fixed right. 
That's the reason why they still could come in my apartment whenever they wanted to. Who's they? Your neighbors? I, my neighbors. I'm pretty sure it was my neighbors. Okay. Did you ever catch anybody in there? I never caught anybody in there. But did, you ever was... did you ever complain and say, I need you to fix the lock to the landlord? I, I complained to the landlord. I called the police when I first moved in there because the first thing that walked was my computer. Someone stole your computer? My computer. Okay. So, uh, so you, according to you, you asked the landlords to change the lock and make That's it a better... Several times. Okay. Several times. Did you ever do that in writing? No, I didn't do it in writing. We just communicated on the phone. Okay. They would say what when you would ask them to change a lock? The last time he told me when I paid $139 for a locksmith to come out there from, from Norwood, he told me that I could do whatever I needed to do to feel safe in my apartment. Who told you that? Mr. Uh, Kurt Rowley. Okay, is that the dad or your husband? My husband. Okay, all right. So part of the reason that you're withholding the security deposit is $180 to change the lock. And why would the tenant be responsible for that? Can you tell me, Ms. Coy? Why would the... Yeah, right. Why is it on her? The property was purchased in, on May 16th of 2016, and all the locks are changed. There's a master key, and the reason is in case there's an emergency. For example, when Ms. Quazen left her oven on, it almost burned down the place. Needed to have access, needed to be keyed to the master key. There was nothing wrong with her lock. It worked. No one had a key except for the landlord, TGDK Real Estate, which would be my husband and father-in-law. And she, without the permission of the landlord, went and changed the lock and threw away the lock that was keyed with the master key. So when she moved out, there was no way, although we could access our apartment because she left you know, the new keys to the lock she had put in, it wasn't keyed to the master lock. So it costs $180 to change a cylinder? Uh, like, in other lock. words, do you have the, the receipt for that to show that it costs $180? I'm sure I could find it, yes. Well, I mean, I, I need evidence <laughs> for you to be, like, she's suing I you. Yeah. Right, I'm going to need evidence. Yeah. You, of all people, should know because you're a lawyer. But I'm going to need evidence of the, the, you know, something that justifies keeping $180 for that. Um... The cost of patching the apartment walls. Do you have pictures of what you're talking about? Yeah, first, tell me what you're well, talking about. First of all, let me apologize that my phone, my daughter dropped it in the bathtub, and so I no longer have the photos. But there were 16 holes that were left in the wall. But aren't the photos we uploaded started. to a cloud anywhere? Sure, I could try to find them. But, I mean, they were just holes in the walls. We patched them. We had to repaint. The railing was knocked off when she moved Do you have a picture of the field. railing knocked off? No, I didn't. They did not take pictures of that. They fixed it so it could get rented. Do you have any evidence at all to substantiate the damages that you withheld the money for? Any evidence at all? No. Did you even see that this stuff, or you just sent the letter yes, because? Yes, I personally saw it. Yes. Ms. Quayson, did you damage the railing that she's talking about? And so, no. no? And no. were there holes in the wall, Ms. Quayson? There was nothing on the walls. You didn't hang up any paintings. Nothing. Any pictures? I had I had pictures, okay. but they were natural holes. I mean, you know. What, I, what are natural I, holes? <laughs> for pictures to be hung, the holes was natural. There wasn't no big holes in the wall or anything like that. If you have pictures, you want to show them to me right now? Hold them up. That's a picture of what? This is a picture of the front room. Okay. Did you, and, leave, and, did you leave any garbage behind? 
no garbage. That, that was another lie that Kurt probably said. Okay, is your husband here to testify, Ms. Coy? No, he's not. Okay. How was it that you, as an attorney, were able to see the actual damages? I realize that's your family's business and stuff. It's but... my husband, and um, it, it's literally located. The property is a 16-unit. It's located about six minutes from my house. Okay. Go on, Ms. Quayson. Okay, and this is the refrigerator. And actually, my daughter-in-law is a professional cleaner. She, she did a lot of this, which... I thought was ridiculous the way she cleaned it, the way Kurt treated me while I lived there. How did he treat you I while you lived there? He was a dog towards me. How he was he a dog like towards a dog. you? Okay, we have a ceiling in the back in my bedroom that was like eight feet tall, and the light bulb went out, which is up in the ceiling. I asked him to come over there and change to get somebody to change the light bulb. We don't change light bulbs. Uh, did you read your contract? Con uh, track? My contract didn't say anything about you can't change the light bulb. And then I asked him, I said, did you realize you sold, you rented your apartment to a senior? <laughs> okay? It's all senior. But why living. can't you change a light bulb? Because it's eight feet in the air. I'm not that tall. I know you're not. But the, the rest of us, when we change a light bulb, we might get a ladder or a step stool or something. I have a step stool, but it's not high enough to change a light okay. that's eight feet Because normally landlords don't go to your house to change a light bulb. I need you to know that. Oh, I know. But he has, he has maintenance. Okay. How long were you living there? Five years. Okay. And were you surprised that they asked you to leave? I was, because I called him and asked him why. He didn't answer the phone, and I think it was her that called me and told me that he wanted to uh, renovate the apartment or something. Okay, and let me ask you, Ms. Coy, why was it you didn't want to, um, or your family didn't want to renew her lease? The reason we did not want to move her lease is because in April of 2021, she changed the locks without the permission of the landlord. She left her stove on and smoke was coming out and we had to break the door down because she didn't even give us a key to turn the stove off. It was a safety hazard. Other tenants, we had at least three tenants that complained. How did you know that the, the stove was on? They were of stealing her laundry quarters. I don't even know. We It was a month-to-month -month tenancy. We just decided to amicably end it. We didn't need to feel the need to give her a reason. Month-to-month, um, -month, we just said... It was on September 15th of 2021. We let her know that her lease would not be renewed at the end of October. Okay. And I sent her the letter explaining the damages on November 15th. Right. Here's the problem, though. Okay, first of all, Ms. Quayson, you're suing for double damages because um, you live in a state that allows double damages. But every st the states that say double damages are states that are trying to punish landlords for certain conduct, okay? Some of them punish a the landlord for being wrong. Like, just if they're wrong then you're entitled to double the amount wrongfully withheld if it turns out that a judge thinks that they're wrong. Those are the most severe states against a landlord. Your state is, we're going to punish you, landlord, if you don't send a letter and state where you are and why you're doing it. They sent the letter in the required time, so they didn't violate, you know, the double clause. They didn't send me a letter. They did not send me a letter. All this was over the phone. Didn't you just read me the letter? This letter is after I moved out. Well, of course it's after you moved out. How could it be before you moved out? Can't be before you moved out. Okay, it's about the damages and the security. No, before that happened like two years ago. That didn't have anything We're, to do with this. Okay, no, you're not understanding me. They sent the letter that, that so this isn't a double 
security case. Now, having said that, Ms. Coy, you have to understand that if you're going to take a, a, a tenant's um, security, you have to back it up with pictures. And if you took pictures and you couldn't find the pictures for court today, that's on you. It's not on her. Because I need to have, I need to assess whether we're talking about a few little holes, a thousand holes. I need to see the damage that you're talking. No, I, I need you to listen. I can't just have people's flapping gums. I need to have evidence of how it was left that would justify you keeping such a major portion of the security deposit. It's so simple. Whenever a landlord has decided they're going to keep money, they need to have those pictures attached to that file somewhere so that this issue doesn't come up and you don't lose them on your cell phone by accident or whatever else. But of course, you know, these things are obtainable uh, usually even if you've wet your cell phone. But the bottom line is that I need to have some evidence of the damages that you're talking about, including a receipt. How about a receipt? for? Because I kind of agree with you that she doesn't have the right to change the lock uh, unless she's right and she was told to go ahead and change the lock. If you have a master key system, I doubt someone told her that. So I, I get what you're saying. But how about a receipt that shows me how much the lock costs? You can't even give me that? I mean, most of the work was done by my father-in-law, so there's not receipts to back that up because that is time and effort, and we use standard market rates to actually do that. They sent you a check for what, Ms. Uh, Quayson? For 70, I mean, $75. Okay, the security deposit was $475. They sent you a check for $75? Exactly. All right, did you end up cashing that or no? No, I still have it. Okay. Right here. And when, can I ask you something? Uh, uh, what happened with the stove, Ms. Quayson? That was two years ago, and that was, um, I had left a pot on the stove. And? And I had, and when I realized that it was on, I came right back to the, uh, to my apartment, and they had already been in and did whatever they was going to do. Well, you didn't realize it right away then, because the landlords were called over to the building, because I guess they were smelling the fire? Was there a fire right. or what happened, Ms. Coy? No, Just smoke is my understanding. The other tenants were smelling smoke and we got called. Okay. And so why didn't, if you realized that day that she had locked you out, how come uh, your your family company didn't correct We asked her to change the lock back. She just proceeded then to um, complain about having to pay for the cost to fix the door. And she never put the original locks back. I guess she threw them away. What did you do with the original locks, Ms. Quayson? I don't know. I might have thrown them away. Okay. All right. I'm going to allow you to keep $100 on the lock issue. You don't have any proof on anything else. I'm going to order you to return $375. Verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you. So the plaintiff prevails. She's going to get $375 back. She doesn't get double, which is what she was hoping for. Uh, let's talk to the defendant. Ms. Coy, I know you're the... You know, your your husband or your father-in-law handled most of this stuff. But anyway, you're you're the testimony here in court. What do you think about the outcome of this case? What what do you feel about that judgment by the uh, judge? Yes, we should have given some receipts, but I think it's ridiculous. But whatever. Well, it's not ridiculous. You're in court, and you didn't have enough evidence to uh, support your claim. So, hope you guys have learned something here, Ms. Quayson. If 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 it only cost a hundred dollars for the lots. Why didn't I get eight seventy-five back? Because you were suing for double. You don't get the double back. All right, listen, you prevailed in the loss. Congratulations. You should be somewhat Thank happy. You. Smile for I me. Am. Smile. Okay. I'm smiling. 
Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That'll wrap it up for this case. Here's Harvey. Okay, Doug, sorry for sounding like a broken record, but this is super important that when you move into a place, if you're a tenant, take pictures. If you're the landlord, take pictures when the tenant moves in. When the tenant moves out, both take pictures. That will establish what was damaged, what was not damaged, what is normal wear and tear. That will cement your rights. Do you pay your parking tickets or take it to court? <laughs> well, I mean, if I have a defense, I take it to court. Actually, I don't take it to court. I send my husband to That's take it to court. Right. And I'd just like to point out I'm batting a 1,000. Right. I mean, one for one on parking tickets for you. Right? right. And I had a very good defense then. Well, uh, actually, maybe not, because what were your opening words to the court? They, well, the, the judge said, do you have a defense? And I said, um, I have a defense. It's not a good defense, but it's my wife's defense. <laughs> <laughs> I started to explain it. And I kind of had a defense to so that. It had something yeah, to do with the machinery. Defense. Right. But I uh, and uh, he felt sorry for me. I think he just looked at me. Yeah, because your wife sent I you. I don't know how you're going to win here. You're, you're representing your wife on the ticket. Good God! He goes, I'm going to dismiss it. <laughs> he dismissed it. That's going to do it for us now, and we will see you for the next session of the People's Court. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.